and welcome to Project HR, a podcast dedicated to empowering you with the knowledge you need to take on our new world of work and connecting you with the experts you need to truly transform your workplace. I'm Jay Coons, Vice President of Strategic Planning at IRI Consultants and your host for this episode of Project HR. Today we are joined by Valerie Gildea and Emma Ray. Valerie is a communications consultant, Emma is a communications specialist, and they both work with IRI consultants. In this episode, we'll discuss why labor unions have turned their attention to medical residents and fellows, and how healthcare systems can educate and prepare these populations for a potential union campaign. Thanks to you both for being on the program. Thanks, Jay. Happy to be here. Likewise. So Val, let's start with you. Medical residents are not who we tend to think of as a typical target for union organizing. Is this a relatively new push by unions? You know, Jay, it's interesting. This is not an entirely new push by unions. In fact, one of the main unions that's dedicated to organizing residents and fellows has been around for over 60 years. Yeah, however, it does seem that there is a renewed focus in this area and with this particular group. And I think it's telling that there's been a 100% win rate by unions with this audience. Wow. Um, and that main union that is dedicated to organizing them has grown its membership by 70% in the last year alone. So all that said, I think it's important to think of this in context because there are still many residency and fellowship programs that remain union free. Wow. So Emma, let's jump over to you. How are residents responding to all of this activity? On the whole, residents and fellows are responding positively to and actively engaging with unions. Kind of like Val mentioned, this is shown by the fact that two major unions focused on residents have experienced nearly a 100% election win rate over the past five years. All right, Val, could you walk our listeners through some of the reasons residents and fellows are turning for support outside of their organizations? Yeah, Jay, I'd be happy to. Um, So while every group of residents and fellows has their own reasons to turn outside of the organization, there are a few common themes. Um, Pay is a top issue. So if you, especially when you couple that with the amount of hours residents and fellows are expected to work, it really does speak for itself. Um, So even when pay is at or above market value, it feels low to residents and fellows who put in long hours and have daunting student loans. The other one is the need for additional benefits. So this is often central to why residents and fellows look outside of their organization. Things like access to childcare options that can accommodate their unique work schedules or better food, parking, and housing stipends all factor into the decision to engage with a union. Economic issues are not the only reasons residents and fellows are frustrated. Burnout is another major issue especially on the heels of the pandemic. Um, If you think about, you know, folks who are in their residency and fellowship programs, they, to achieve their professional goals, have to, um, you know, complete those programs. So unlike other healthcare workers, they simply do not have the option to quit. Um, And then adding to that burnout is some report feeling bullied by nurses, um, advanced practice providers, or attending physicians in their day-to-day work. Finally, residents and fellows are vocally rejecting the old traditions of being overworked and undervalued. So this mm-hmm. notion of we went through it, so you have to, um, mm-hmm. is just not playing well. They want to see systemic change and they're turning to unions to not only address their immediate needs, but in theory to leave a better legacy for those who will come after them. That's fascinating. Turning back to you, Emma, could you walk us through the main themes or trends emerging around resident organizing campaigns, specifically online? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think discussing, you know, online tools and social media and digital is really um, relevant considering the rise of social media in the last few years. So um, again, in the last few years, resident unions have been leveraging social media and digital tools to address specific grievances. Kind of like Val said, this includes concerns about compensation and pay, working hours and conditions, pandemic burnout, and mental health. But they're also using digital platforms to bring awareness to other causes like the desire to reshape medical education and address social justice issues that affect healthcare. Since 2020 specifically, platforms online, including Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit have become an epicenter for conversation for resident mm -hmm. unions, including their members and their supporters. That's really interesting. So Val, how are residents and fellows unique from other employee groups? You describe some of their concerns and they don't really align with the traditional things we hear. Yeah, that's right. Um, they're unique in many ways, but one in particular is the structure of the graduate medical education or GME programs. Um, so residents and fellows kind of straddle that line between being in training and also being an employee. Um, and in many organizations, the GME structure creates this dynamic where they're a bit disconnected from other functions of the organization. So this might be human resources or even um, from senior leadership. So that can make them feel very unsure of their role in the system and even question you know, whether their contributions are valued and if the organization is listening to their needs. So Emma, how are resident organizing campaigns using social media to amplify their efforts? Yeah, great question. Again, talking about, you know, the importance of social media right now. So these resident unions are leveraging existing platforms like X and Instagram. And when I say existing platforms, I just mean those platforms that have been around for a while, you know, Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. X, which was formerly known as Twitter. Um, and then emerging platforms like TikTok, I mean, that's the biggest one right now, I think um, everyone's heard of, whether you use it or not. Um, so they're using these platforms to build momentum online. And they're even often um, utilizing influencers in their campaigns, whether that be celebrities or elected officials to help wow. build credibility within their cause. And so by doing this, unions are using social media to create what's essentially an echo chamber to amplify their message, as well as messages from other unions. So you can see this when one union shares a post from another union to their own channel, for example. And, you know, this is an area that many employers are hesitant to jump in. But it's important to remember that residents are already there. They're already active on social media and they're doing so to put pressure on their employers. So that's why it's important for organizations to take action and not turn a blind eye and to recognize the um, importance and influence of social media. Yeah, that's, boy, that's so true. That's so true. So Val, what are some of the things an organization can do to engage their residents and fellows before all of this stuff starts to get out of control? Yeah, so um, one of the things that I heard MSA is taking a really proactive approach, um, and I agree with that. So um, being very proactive to make sure residents and fellows feel respected, valued, and heard. Um, and we have a few tips for GME programs on how to do this. So, um, you know, throwing out the notion, as we, I think both Emma and I have discussed, of, you know, this is how it's always been done, right? So it's time to recognize that today's workforce wants more flexibility, a healthier work-life balance, and a greater voice in the decisions that impact their lives. Um, and then as part of that greater voice, transparency is key. So asking for feedback and engaging them in changes that impact their work is paramount, right? Um, and then also closing the loop. So once the change is made, sharing what the change was, how you arrived at the decision, and how their feedback was factored into it. 
but you can't do that if you don't have two-way communication channels established. So making sure that there are established forums to share back and forth with your residents and fellows um, is, is key to the success. Um, and then of course, celebrating wins. So residents and fellowship programs are filled with bright individuals who, um, you know, are doing wonderful work and making programs great. So making sure to recognize, appreciate, and celebrating that work is key. Um, and then finally, one other piece that is really important. Um, I talked about, you know, how GME programs are kind of disconnected. So building or strengthening the connection between the GME program and HR. So every employee, whether, you know, it's a more traditional type of employee or a resident and fellow deserves to have an HR resource that they feel comfortable going to, um, to ask benefits questions or share a concern they may have. Those are such good practical tips, not only for residents and fellows, but for almost all employees. This next question, I want to ask both of you, and Emma, if you could answer first, how does IRI help an organization become more proactive about union organizing and protecting their residents? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that question, Jay, and I'm glad that uh, Val and I both get a chance to answer because it is so important to take a proactive approach here. So again, I'm going to kind of focus more on a social media um, perspective. If you can't tell, I love that area. I feel very Mm. passionate about it. Um, But from a tactical perspective, um, our teams at IRI help organizations with graduate medical education or GME programs for short, um, better communicate with residents and fellows by including targeted messages for these populations in their communications. So this can include newsletters, external or internal websites, and social media or texting campaigns. And as we've discussed, social media tactics are especially relevant as they give organizations a chance to meet their community where they already are online to quickly share timely program information and thought leadership, as well as help boost community engagement. Great. How about you, Val? Yeah, so I think, you know, IRI has wonderful flavor consultants. We have an amazing communications team. We um, can support with organizational design. So we have a lot of um, experience and expertise. But one thing that's really struck me um, working for IRI is that um, we're not that, you know, kind of typical firm that might come in and assess problems and needs and then sort of walk out the door. We really have hands-on approaches to developing solutions, um, you know, drafting communications, helping helping companies establish um, channels and meetings so that they can get that two-way feedback from their people. Um, so we really are there to not just provide ideas and solutions, but help do the work. Wow, that that's just terrific. This is an absolutely fascinating topic. I think I could talk to you two for another two hours, but uh, Emma, maybe I'll I'll close it off with you. For those who are interested in learning more about this topic, where should they go? So we um, recently published an in-depth article titled Why Residents and Fellows Have Been Organizing, which again, takes an even deeper dive into this really relevant Mm. and interesting topic. So you can find that on our blog at iriconsultants.com. And of course, listeners can always reach out to me as well at jcoons, that's the letter J, K-U-H-N-S at iriconsultants.com. Emma, Valerie, thanks for joining us today on this week's episode of Project HR. Thanks for having us. And to our listeners, once again, thank you for tuning in. Want to learn more? Check out the blog Emma referenced, Why Residents and Fellows Have Been Organizing, that's at iriconsultants.com slash blog. And don't forget to subscribe to Project HR 
And as always, we'd love for you to drop us a line or leave us a review wherever you get your content. That's all for this episode of Project HR. Let's make it a great day at work.